Previously on Critically Stupid. Okay, yeah. If I'm being totally honest, I'm still a little upset about how things went down in the last episode for a couple reasons. You may recall that we were at a theater because you definitely watched the last episode or listened to it. And, uh, you know, theater is usually not someplace that, that you would see me. I prefer to be outside, but I don't know. I thought it might be nice for Josh Pat to, like, get a little bit of culture. No, no, it was just more monsters. We sent Gareth off to see kind of what uh, this secretiveness was about. And he told us that he ran into somebody named Mert, who claimed to be from the Harpers. Apparently Captain Rain was there too. Not not clear on why Mert was representing Romalia Haventree, which is definitely a name that, that we've heard before. Meanwhile, on, on the other side of things, where, where the rest of us were, uh, there's Stevie Wildcard showed up. And we've not seen him since Tess threw something at him. She did not throw anything at him this time. I kind of wish she had, uh, because first, Stevie Wildcard gave me a tarot card. And it's not really my thing, honestly. It was uh, the fool's errand inverted. I feel like anything inverted is typically not a good sign, but you know, I don't, I don't really put much, much stock in it. And then there were monsters coming out of the stage. I don't know, like, like these sea monsters and this like half, half orc thing. So naturally, I spring into action and decide we need to kill this thing. Test summoned. A Canadian goose, which I actually thought was a good idea because those are angry little bastards. Anyway, I was getting a lot of good hits on this half work thing, and then and then Stevie Wildcard biffed some spell and and froze me. So Tess had to pee on me. It's a good friend that's willing to pee on you when when you're frozen in battle. So so that was. A problem and then when I almost had him like I was like one solid shot me and that Canadian goose we had him and Stevie Wildcard panics and just removes us from the theater thankfully he didn't biff that spell too bad I don't think he did I because I don't know where he went so maybe he biffed it but it only affected him if so and in the process he he threw two more tarot cards at, at us for for Gareth and and Tess and then um, said that we're the only ones who could do this. I don't know what that means. It doesn't sound good. Uh, did you? Uh, did he also pee everywhere? Because cat pee is a thing that you can't get out of anything. The thing is, is like I have no nose for cat pee whatsoever. I can't smell it. Like that, what? that cat could pee on my chair, and I would That's have no idea. A superpower, dude, and also I, thought, yeah. I totally thought you were gonna say that, and that sense was like you were gonna be like, dude. The thing is. I love the smell of cactus. Are we recording? Because my kink specifically. It's not just a piss kink. What else is it? A cat piss kink. Bestiality piss kink.
trying to gaslight you. I'm pretty sure this happened. Oh, I remember this. I remember when God's creatures sing from the heavens, will Greg not be a part of his choir? What? <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Let me describe to you why I'm mad right now. Is that because that line was so out of pocket and funny that I have to I have to include it now and there's no context for it so the so the fucking audience is going to come in on that off of the theme song and they're going to have yeah. no all right what's going on everybody welcome to the critically <laughs> stupid real play dungeons and dragons comedy podcast uh I am your uh, friendly dungeon master Alexander James my favorite part of last episode was the part where uh, my lovely cast member, Garion stepped into a scene with a character, sort of one-on-one. -on -one. I, I put the spotlight on him, focused on him. And then that same cast member just decided to leave like two and a half seconds into it and just said, ah, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Pick me. Pick me next. Right. Bestie, go, you go next. <laughs> Hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have an adorable little wolf pup. That would be Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. Um, my favorite part of last episode was, I mean, honestly, anything with Stevie Wildcard is, is pretty sweet. So, I mean, it was, it was a solid episode and his hair, his hair was my favorite part of, of the episode actually. Of the show. It was the main character Early. of the episode. Stevie's sure. hair was the main character and he even had a hat on. So like, <laughs> wow. Over his headphones. <clears throat> it did not look so comfortable. I would be so honest. For the first like three seconds I was in the call, I thought it was one of those like hats that have the hair attached to it. <laughs> Amazing. Don't tell him that. Also, don't let him watch this episode. <laughs> Bestie, who's going next? Oh, um, Anthony. I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard, and my favorite part of the last episode, I had two. One was Alex's face when Gary decided to leave that scene. It was so good. It was amazing. Uh, my second one was when Stevie Wildcard froze Diana's feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it was his the, the the pain on his face when he realized he's like, I'm trying my best to be your friend, and like it was. Everything was going wrong, and it was the, it was brilliant. I loved it. That, let's say that was at least ninety five percent. Alex, the DM, realizing that in my stats I've become somewhat overpowered with my bow, and that I was gonna be able to kill the damn thing on the next thing. So he needed to try and stop me from having another roll, and then we ruined it with Cowpea. Yeah, um, he's yeah, pretty, sure Cal, pretty sure Cowpea makes everything better. So, my experience, yes. So it's not just cat pee, Alex. We've learned so much about you today. <laughs> so. Yeah. Alex loves cat piss and cow piss. Yeah. Um, that piss animal lover. start with C. All crustaceans. Mm. Just stop, stop, it. stop. Who's going next? Stop. <laughs> uh, Garion. Uh, hey, it's me, Garion. I play Gareth the Rogue. My favorite part of last episode was after this entire show of us being yelled at of don't do split parties it's annoying so then when i decide to not split the party up and regroup so we can take the encounter as one and the dm got fucking mad at me jess your turn you're so you're you're so i you're the the the, 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 the that that was the argument of a two-year-old hey i was convinced bang that was the argument of a five-year-old low bar <laughs> Hi, my name is Jess. I play Tess. Um, my favorite part of last episode, because I don't really remember last episode, was cow pee. Because when you have problems, 
open your bladder and everything will be better. Life hack. That's my next tattoo. Actually. Next t-shirt. <laughs> open merch your bladder. I'm going to get it's it like right first, on my bladder. Ever, our first ever crit stupid merch is going to be that. Open your heart and your bladder. Um, all right, let's dive into it. We're going to open on a flashback um, because I'm actually having a lot of fun with them building them together. So Stevie Wildcard is in a different plane. Gary, what, what other plane is Stevie Wildcard in? He's probably in the one that I walk in between whenever I do my teleporty thing. Um, okay, he's in the gray. He's in the gray space. That's the one. I liked Jess's answer. I like oh. to think he's in an he's airplane. Like, I like loved Hansa. Yeah. The yeah, he, he got off at a different gate. He fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, shit! Yeah. Actually, hang on. Gary, and this isn't gonna work with a between space. I need like an actual like. He's got to be somewhere. He because the gray space Southwest. is like Blair Airlines, American Airlines. He, fuck them. Okay, before <laughs> both of these jokes get less and less funny. Um, <laughs> Never. Do do you mean like an actual like a specific location? No, 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 no. Like you can invent any plane, any world, any scenario. It just can't be yes, the in between the spots. It's a you Wendy. can invent an airline. Oh, it oh, sucks. Think, no. It sucks hold so on, bad that this is Garion's joke and not Jess or Tyana's. Garion. Stevie Wildcard is a plane walker. He walks between planes. Where was he before the events of last episode? Before the opera house. Where was Stevie Wildcard? So a, a little bit of uh, he headcanon I have for Gareth here is that the village he Fine. comes from is fuck. Go ahead, Diana. What's up? What is happening? What What's is up? happening? <laughs> what specifically so was said? Diana and I are telepathically having the same joke, and we're fine. Was it the same planes? Get it? We must never miss a flight. <laughs> what? We're, we're doing great. We're fine. Don't worry about it. We have yet to roll a dice. I'm already frustrated. <laughs> hey, that's my shtick. Don't take my I can't shit. have anything. God damn it. All right, Gary, where was the wild card? Okay. Uh, well, he, was, he was in a plane that is, you, you know, you know, what's it called? Like the Dead Sea, how it's like a sea of just entirely salt water that's like reflective of the sky. Yes. It was like that, where it looked like he was walking on just like a giant mirror. Whoa. Okay. Uh, okay. So he's so he's in a plane that's nothing but endless still sea. Uh, Is it like that level in Kingdom Hearts? Please tell me. No. Like towards the end. When, no. Oh, okay. It's it actually isn't, but I I did play that game as a child, and it may have been deeply rooted in my subconscious. So just a child, I played that game like two months ago. Jess. What nice. is what is Stevie Wildcard doing in this uh, flat sea plane? He's figure skating. Okay. Nice. Yeah. He's I amazing. love this. It's majestic. Yeah. He's doing lifts of himself. He's like lifting himself. And he's doing uh, yeah. Anthony, roll a d20 and tell me how well Stevie Wildcard rolls, uh, d does on his self-lift figure skating. Oh, you got this. All right. Don't add any fake modifiers to Nothing. it. Nothing. No, he's got it. It's ten. It's just oh a ten. wow! Right, right down right the in the middle. middle. Okay. All right. All right. I tell you what. Eighth. He's he's trying some really advanced stuff, and he's doing okay. Like he's really pushing the horizons of like what is possible when you self lift on a body of water wearing ice skates. Um, and he's doing all right. Like he's fumbling a little bit, but you know that's kind yeah. of the way the cookie crumbles. Have you ever tried jumping in ice skates? It's impossible. 
Oh. It's really hard. I don't think anybody can Wait, do it, it actually. Actually, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah, I don't think it's possible at all. Um, anyway, as Stevie Wildcard uh, it puts his own hands underneath his own grundle and lifts himself into the air while wearing ice skates. Um, what's a grundle? Gooch, crotch, groin. Explain grundle. Junk. Grundle. It sounds you like, like disgruntled. I, I don't think I will describe grundle. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave it undefined. Alex is disgruntled. <laughs> I'm not drinking today and I'm very, very tired. You should start. <laughs> oh. Okay. <clears throat> As he skates, there is a there's a uh, a ripple in the water to his right. He doesn't think much of it. He skates on. Um, as he continues skating forward constantly, because this is a plane of endless sea that is very still like the face of a mirror, um, there is a bubble to his left, maybe like 20, 20 feet out. And he looks at it, but by the time he looks at it, the sea is still again. So he skates on um, faster and faster. And I think his hands start to like inch towards his coat where he keeps his deck of cards. And then all at once, there is a writhing of the sea directly in front of him to the point where he has to like emergency turn and sort of like skate away um as the sea rises almost like a like a flat glass figure bursting from the surface uh but before it can do anything or even move stevie wildcard has his hands on his deck um and he pulls a card and the world flashes and he darts into bessie where did he go um, I think he ends up in a, um, it's, it's a city, um, but it's like nighttime and unlike most cities that would be really well, like lit up or whatever, it's, it's like all of it's really dark for some reason. Um, and, and it's raining. So, so I don't know, maybe the power got knocked out or, or whatever. Um, but yeah. I, I love that. Um, okay. So he is, so he trips staggering. Uh, and there's the sound of like splintered metal as the ice skates on his feet break into just like really ineffective boots. Um, and he's running through like a cobblestone lane that is pitch black and slick and loud with the sound of like rain on stone. And there are the sounds of like shattered pottery as he trips over lines that he hasn't seen. Um, and he looks behind him and sees a manifestation of shadow sort of like slowly pursuing him every time he looks back in the corner of his eye, um, following and following and following. Every corner he darts, uh, every sort of like two lefts and a right that he makes to try and lose it, every time he looks in the corner of his eye, this figure, this dark shadow is following him. Um, Sounds like uh, my PTSD nightmare. Wait, hold on. I have a joke, but I don't know the lyrics. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. Every part you take, every step you take, I'll be watching you. You didn't know the lyrics to... No! no. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a billion years old? Okay, last one. Ouch. Uh, Je uh, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Jess, yeah. Um, He reaches into his card, or he reaches into his deck, uh, and pulls one more card. What happens to Stevie Wildcard that he doesn't take the right pull? He doesn't get the right card. What happens to him as he's reaching for his deck? What happens to him while he's reaching to his deck? Or what happens Correct. after he's pulled the card? Whichever one. 
He ends up not taking the he takes the wrong door, and that's how he ends up in your dimension. But what happened that he to make him take the wrong the wrong door? Uh, he slipped in some cat pee um, because someone left their cat while they were they were on vacation or traveling or whatever in the okay. in the apartment, and the cat was pissed. Literally, he slipped in some cat piss. Okay. Uh, Stevie Wildcard reaches desperately for his pack of cards to try another one to get himself out of this scenario um, because he's being chased by an interplanar uh, sort of like boogeyman. Um, and he grabs a card, but as he grabs it, he slips in a puddle of cat piss and um, his fingers just like shiver. And I think he actually like falls to his knees. Like I think his pace, his oh, no. desperate flight stumbles and he soaks his pants in cat piss and it doesn't smell like anything. Um, <laughs> and th I think there's a moment as he fumbles for the last card, the card that sends him to your plane, to your dimension, the one he wants to get to because he knows that you are the only ones that can do this, that the figure catches up to him. And I think it reaches out and puts a hand on his shoulder and he turns back to look and is overwhelmed with two things. Number one, the smell of salt water. Oh, that and number two, a head of brilliant burning red hair. Oh, fuck. It's Cerulean. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, <laughs> holy shit. And then uh, we're going to cut to you, Ding Dongs. So um, you guys bounce into this alleyway. Um, I think the force with which you like ran through this portal was pretty intense, so you sort of like like bounce a couple feet skidding and stopping to a halt um it's nighttime you know while you guys were at the opera so presumably the same night it's all four of you and josh pat unharmed and greg the lobster uh notably not stevie wildcard what do you do is there a goose did the goose come with us there is no goose <gasps> the lobster. we Would... gotta go back and get the goose gotta go gotta get the goose so so I, I have a question. As someone who teleports frequently and ha and researches, I can't read, you know, yeah, researching, yeah, yeah, yeah. would I have any idea as to like what happened or how far we are? Um, you can tell how far you are pretty easily because of the, the landmarks in the city that you've spent at least like a month in building your business. Um Mount Waterdeep is to your uh to your west. Um the sort of like nicer buildings of town to your north, you think you're somewhere in the trades ward, um, which are sort of like riddled with these narrow alleyways of like small places for like deliveries to be dropped for like little restaurants and bars and uh, sort of like uh, smithies and all these spots. They, they all have like small alleyways cutting between the buildings that let them uh, get their wares delivered in the middle of the day. You suspect you're in one of these. Well, luckily, to my teleportation expertise, I've figured out where we are via landmarks. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I will tell you, Gary and, uh, and Gareth, I guess I'm talking to the same person. Um, from what little you've you've taken from your time at your wizarding village, it's unusual that this attack came from the between space. I'm not sure that it's like super talked about as a as a facet of teleporting or 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 walking between planes. Um, but you've definitely never heard of an an in-between threat. Right. And to clar clarify something so that real life Gary knows it, the between space is that gray area that I walk through while going to pick up my knife, right? Same exactly. area. Cool. Yes. 
Uh, well, I mean, I guess we were trying to run away from the fish creatures and we just did it really well because, you know, we're not there anymore. So I don't, I'm not sure what to do from here. There is, oh, go ahead, Arnold. Oh, I was just gonna, I was gonna say, can I, like, I'd want to kind of look at Greg and just be like, Greg, do you know, did you see that thing that took uh, our new friend Stevie Wildcard? Do you know what that is? Uh, Give me a perception check, Arnold. Got it. I got 14. Okay. Um, Greg is terrified. The, 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 the eye stalks that he's got are wide uh, right. in, in terror. And some of the, some of the blue has like leached out of his face and upper and upper shell. Um, right. So he just seems like a, like a, like a, like a pastel blue instead of a deep sapphire. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why I dive deep on the color of the shell. No, I really like the color theory aspect of critical. <laughs> um, so but he, he said, "Sorry." He says, "Uh, that okay, guys? That was the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Aren't like, are, oh god, it's not. It's not supposed to like. I've only ever heard of it. It is not. Not that." You want to it's not, stop it's playing? Not that. You want to stop playing the pronoun game and tell us what you're talking about? Why don't you stop playing the asshole game? So I just like Arnold gets between them. He's like, "Friends, friends, please, let's not do this right now. We've already we've lost one friend tonight. Let's not, you know, bicker and fight." Uh, but Greg, can you please just explain what are you talking about? What's the thing? What have you heard versus what? What did we just see? What was that? There is the. What's going on? Um, striking smell of salt water arnold um and you hear a horrible horrible voice come from behind you in the in the sort of depths of this alleyway i imagine that you're sort of like one end is really really dark and then the other end sort of like 15 feet down looks out onto a street that's not necessarily well lit and busy but it's at least illuminated um and you're some sort of halfway between um and this horrible voice says home and you turn and look, and there is a portal still open in the air in the, in the darkness of this alleyway. And you are looking at an ocean. Not, this, not the one that Stevie Wildcard was on. It is, it is roiling, and it is bubbling and tossing, and there appears to be a storm on the water. Um, but you're looking at, like, deep fathomless depths of water tossing in waves. And there's a voice speaking to you from the other side of the portal. I Can I do something with this Arnold's game? No, no, no. Everybody can see and hear this. So I think Gareth's um, fascination with teleportation and portals is really fighting his paralyzing fear of the ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like slowly inching forward <laughs> to the portal to see what's going on okay um can i see i i'll go around can i see through the back of the portal if i go around behind it uh if you run to the back of the portal all you see is arnold and uh mel and tess and greg cool okay there's what like the 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 tra the the transfer between when you're like ninety degrees with it and then as soon as you turn a single degree past that it evaporates it's gone. Is there anything that Tess can smell that the others can't through the portal like whatever is speaking or something mm, else on the other side? Great question. Yes, Tess, you smell. I mean, seawater obviously, but beneath the seawater is a 
horrible malevolence. Like it smells like joy at dragging something underneath the surface. What does that smell like? I don't know. Ask Jess. I am. I sure. Malevolence. Don't yep. give me another metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> what specific, like? <laughs> uh, it smells like when you overcook your toast and you're like, fuck, I can't eat this anymore. And it's completely burnt. And uh, like for the first mixed... second, you think you might be having a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then mixed with, um, oh, I, it's been way too long since I've last taken out the garbage and it smells bad in the kitchen. So those two smells together uh, smells like malevolence. All right, I, I dig it. Yeah. Um, Did you mean a stroke, not a heart attack? I don't know, man, you're the nurse, maybe. No, 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 no. Canonically, well, in talk- this universe, when you have a heart attack, you <laughs> smell toast. <laughs> Not burnt toast, just normal, regular <laughs> toast. Just, just raw toast, also known as silver linings. Bread. Just bread. Just bread. Also known as bread. Uncooked ba- toast. Bakers die of heart attacks all the time. They never see them coming. Never see it coming. Uh, Diana, Josh Pat is bent back on his lower, on his uh, hind legs, and his front legs are sort of like sticking out in front of him, and all of his hackles are up, and he's growling at this portal. He's not having it. Um, I think, you know, Mel would also still kind of be on alert having just come from yeah, absolutely. where we came from, um, uh, maybe a little frustrated because she was pretty sure she had, had it like, like she, she would have, she'd have killed that fucker if given the chance. So she's a little upset about that. Uh, um, so I think her bow is probably still out since they just got teleported yeah, yeah. however they were. Um, so given Josh Pat's reaction, she'd probably kind of pull him back and her take a step, like take a step yeah. back and then kind of like mm-hmm. raise the bow and see if anything else I think, happens. Yeah, I was going to say like, I think Tess and she smells the malevolence. She would be like, she would like elbow Diana gently and be like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot the water. Uh, also, because I want to know what happens if you shoot the water through the portal. So shoot it, you should shoot it. Um, it's, it's bad. Who knows what's in there, but I think, I think you should shoot it. There is a moment <clears throat> where all of you sort of like have these actions, I think, at the same time. It makes sense to me that like that uh, Mel would notice Josh Pat's reaction and back up and cock an arrow. Uh, Tess would like elbow Mel and scoot forward a little bit. Gareth would try to investigate the source of this. Like it makes sense to me that all of these things would happen at the same time. And that thusly, you all see a shape rise up out of the water and you see the water sort of like break from its head down to its shoulders. Um, But it's not a person. It's a humanoid shape, but it's almost like a silhouette made of water, of rippling like asymmetrical fractals and and shadows and bits of light. The only thing you can make out is at the crown of its head, a, a glowing bright red kelp like hair crowned at the top and moving down towards the shoulders um and this figure like weaves towards the water or or from the water towards the portal and the voice whispers one more time home so and then the porter up against fucking poseidon that or fucking it sounds like Ariel with like the red Shoot hair it. and the you know. Oh my god, Ariel would be a really good bad guy though, low key. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's made of water, right? So I'm not sure how much shooting it is really going to do. To be fair, the ocean was also made of water, and you were going to shoot that. When was I? I think that was I think that was Tess's plan more than than shoot the fucking water. To be fair. Can Tess pick up a rock and just try to like try to like as if you're like skipping stones over the water, but she has to like skip the rock off the kelp monster? Yeah, for sure. Give me a basic dexterity attack, please. Yeah. It is hilarious to me that you have an entire spell sheet of like cool spells. It, and it's not this, opening. And this bitch just picks up a rock. I think that's great. I think that's very in character for, Te- for Tess, honestly. Yeah, I like a rock. I love a good rock. Uh, okay. Be cow when she got teleported. I. I was thinking that I landed as a person. Okay. okay. We'll accept that as yeah. canon. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it, and I did not. Uh, I got a 12. Okay. And then yeah. plus two, I think so 14. 14? 14. I think you yeah. skip this rock into the portal neatly, and it takes a chunk out of this this figure's, like, knee area, or as far as you can figure, because, you know, once it breaks down from the shoulders, this water is sort of like generally bodiless. It's just sort of like suspended from the from the other water beneath it. Um, but as soon as your rock makes contact with the water, it collapses in a rush, flooding back into the ocean surface, and the portal closes. Oh, whoops. Well, thank God <laughs> no, it was problem rock solved. not one of us. Did I, did I solve the problem? Or... I think so. <laughs> You hey, listen. You solved you my made ocean that, puzzle. You made that future us as problem, and I'm fine with that. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. Be on the show. It kind of sounded like he told us to go home, so let's call it's it true. a day. <laughs> yeah. Hit the head. yeah, yeah. So you're right. It is bedtime. I would like to go home. So Arnold would look at Greg again and be like, "Okay. Also, in addition to the thing I was asking before, what was that? What was that guy? What's going on?" Go ahead. I think I think Greg would say. Again, very scared. Yeah. Very pastel. <clears throat> uh, I've only ever heard of it. And it's do you do you guys know? Nope. Of oh. No. Okay, well that's fine. Don't it's, know anything. It's called an abolith. I was right. Does right, it have so anything like... to do with the tool? Does it have anything to do with the tool? Do they work for it? Are they friends? Are they frenemies? Are oh, they shit! No, girl, it totally has something to do with the tool. We gotta go. We, like, hey, listen, we got We can't have this conversation here. There's too many prying ears. We gotta have this conversation at back at Troll Skull where it's safe. Okay, let's, right. let's go. I'm tired anyway. Yeah. Oh, I have a card. Can I look at my card? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, can. wait, what does my card say also? You both yeah, look, I look at my card. We I can be walking. Should we, should we look at them in the comfort of our own home and not out in the street? That's Mel what I would recommend. Mel would recommend either walk and look or look. Back yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and open mine at, and at Troll Skull like it's a, I, like it's the present. I think as you guys are like having this encounter in the alley, you are seeing like lights light up in the buildings next to you, sort of like gently illuminating this alley as people like are hearing you guys talking and are like, what the fuck is going on outside my window? Um, so prudence might be the better part of valor here. Let's let's bounce. <clears throat> All right, smash cut. Smash cut. Interior, troll skull, dead of night. 
Um, and when I say dead of night, I mean, like, you guys are squishing your way back through the doors of Troll School at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, it is late. Or early. I have a snack. Or it's very early. Tess, do you have one prepared, or are you planning one when you get to Troll School? I am going to go look for one, because we okay. live in a restaurant. As you walk into the tap room at Troll Skull, you notice a couple of things. Number one, the lights are still on. Uh, Floon is standing it, behind the bar, uh, cleaning oh industrially. Hit, or industriously. His was head the is door like, locked? No, door was open. God damn it. Oh my God. Uh, Floon is, is keeping, that boy. keeping his head below the bar and sort of like scrubbing above himself, sort of like sticky towel, wet towel, sticky towel, wet towel. Um, but uh, doesn't doesn't rise above the bar beyond his like eyes and nose to look at you as you guys. What, can, so what time do we usually close? Do we close at like two a.m. like regular we, we bars? We close at one a.m. Okay, I'm trying to figure out if it would be normal for Floon to still be doing closing stuff. Because if we close at like two, then yeah, at three you could theoretically still be doing closing stuff. But I if think we close if you at I, one, then I think if you close at one, it's not. It's it would be eyebrow raising, but not out of the realm of possibility. You know, if you had an exceptionally busy night and he was you know doing other stuff, he is the sort of like general dog's body of this of this tavern. So like, it's very possible that Gareth could have said before you guys left for the opera house, hey fucking detail the kegs tonight and then he would have had to stay late sounds like he's trying to get more hours in so that we oh he's definitely i'll tell you what flu milks the clock every day oh hell yeah but what you suspect is the cause of floon's uh sort of general presence is the figure that's that pipes up from the table immediately in front of the bar that says ah my dear boon companions i'm so glad you have arrived i've been waiting here for some time gareth lovely to see you i am aware that your establishment is closed i am merely here to deliver the same message that i said earlier <clears throat> you are all looking at the red-haired and red uh, goateed figure of Mert. Um, Gareth is the only person that knows his name, but this is the same character that Gareth was speaking to at the Opera House earlier. Uh, festooned doublet, uh, sort of a portlier figure. Um, he has a fistful of pistachios in one hand that he is cracking with uh, two fingers and then popping into his mouth. Uh, behind him is a uh, sort of like slender... Uh, man in like a nondescript like robe and leather armor uh, who is staring at the bar currently with sort of a puzzled expression on his face. Um, well, I'm glad to see you made it out of the opera all right, despite the the Lovecraftian horrors that I have yet to been, be able to describe. However, despite how important the message is or was, we're closed. Come back in the morning. Now, my dear, my dear son, I, I understand how persnickety you can be when it comes to your establishment. You will notice the table in front of me is bare, except for this cup of water that I have not touched. I am not here to dilly-dally nor delay you. I understand you've had a rough night, as have I. I allow me to simply say my piece to the, to the group, and then I shall be on my way with Smithers here. The water's water. not free here. Just yeah, not, not, not only am, are I, you staying late, but you didn't even pay for anything. I am also, aware that the, that the water is three bronze dragons per glass, which I will tell you, gentlemen, is extortionate. Hey, it's free Where? if you order, which you didn't. Did, you brought your did own you get food the from home, apparently. 
that I brought these pistachios. I brought these pistachios. Would you like no some outside of these? food? Can't bring outside food. That's a health code <laughs> violation. Give Gareth me a pistachio. Glowing glo- with pride at everybody else yelling at him. Tess, <laughs> uh, he tosses you three pistachios. Okay, acceptable. And he says, and Mel might knock them out of the air before they make it to Tess. Damn it! I'm so hungry. Roll a dex attack. The last time you tried to eat something, it was poison. She doesn't have a book with her, so she's just gonna stick her arm out and see if she can get it. Okay. Seventeen. No pistachios for you. Okay. You slap all three of these pistachios individually out of the air, which I will say is very impressive. One at a time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm that good. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. I'm, I'm so hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, we will get you something that was not brought in from the outside. We okay. have food at home. Exactly. <laughs> I am at home. <laughs> you can eat listen, home food. Not... Listen, if I could perhaps intervene, I understand that the sort of pistachio dilemma is currently important. However, hi, my name is Mutt. And I am a representative of a powerful organization here in the city. I am here on behalf of Ramalia Haventree, who sent me because you seem like the sort of group that stands for law, order, and dignity. <laughs> and so I am. You it, must it have us deeply, deeply alarming to me that you giggled <laughs> at dignity. <laughs> I peed on my friend like the other day, the same day. The other episode. It was today. Yeah, I it peed was, on my friend. It was like less, than, less than an hour ago. I peed on my friend. What I am saying to you is that our dear city is on the brink of total destabilization from the gang war bubbling up from underneath the surface. I know that you have encountered a fiend or two in your time, and I, on behalf of my patron, Ramalia Haventree, am here to propose an alliance. I represent the Hoppers. The Hoppers are a network of undercover agents, spies, and general sort of like clandestine figures that fight for truth, honor, and goodness. And I and I I tell you what, I think you're a bunch of ding dongs. But Ramalia Haventree, Lady Haventree, as she is known, says that you are, are worth our time and effort. So I am here to offer a a insight into your troubles on behalf of the hoppers and if it goes well perhaps you might consider joining us help save the city blah 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 wait a minute weren't you was he at the opera he was yeah, I, I talked to him how are you here how did you get out how are you already here so that is a great question <laughs> okay you know how in like the emperor's new groove where yes. they both take the map and then like they get there beforehand and by all accounts Rock's it doesn't like, make sense yeah exactly. yeah, yeah he he reaches underneath the table and pulls out a parchment map of water deep with like seven red circles that sort of like focus in on your on your tavern um and he says by all accounts it doesn't make sense uh the hoppers <laughs> are known to have a few uh secret ways in and out of uh, establishments ways about the city that even even sort of like skullduggerous associates such as your gareth there are not uh uh available to to uh peruse don't try to impress me i know the door was open you just walked the door in was, the door was also open and your your associate there <clears throat> and he gestures behind him 
and you all see Floon duck further down below the <laughs> counter. Um, and uh, Diana, give me a perception check, please. Or insight. I'll take either one, whichever you think is going to be higher. I got to find them both. We're going to go, oh, perception's better. We go on perception. Perception. I hope it's not bees. No, it might be bees. 12. 12, okay. You know what my problem is? I didn't use my new amazing Libra Sarcana dice on that roll because I oh. put it back in the bag. So out of convenience, I just grabbed the dice that was already out. So of course I'm yeah. seeing bees because I didn't use the magic non-bee dice. If you're not using your delightful Libra Sarcana resin dice that are that are crafted special each month for you, the subscriber, yeah, there's a reason why you're rolling low, and it's because you're not getting it's, the right. It's dice. absolutely true. It's just they're so nice that I put them back in the bag to like keep them together, and that's that's where I went. That's where I went wrong. Um, I think oh. Bessie, you see the uh, um, Smithers, the gentleman standing behind Mert, um, who is sitting very comfortably in his chair. By the way, um, you see Smithers sort of like cock his head and sort of like look at the bar as Floon ducks down even lower, and now all you can see is Floon's hands above the bar, sort of like meandering with towels, just sort of like spreading stickiness willy nilly. Looking busy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Gotta get them hours in. Mel just kind of <laughs> looks over at Floon doing it and just sighs, just like a deep, <laughs> deep sigh, like she's just fucking done. <laughs> It's been a day. There's cow piss on her legs. She's not <laughs> mad at it because, like, it low-key helped save them. But there's cow piss on her leg, and everyone needs a bath. She's annoyed. She's annoyed. So so she's just going to turn to the gentleman and be like, if, there, if there's a point to your being here, please get to it. Because you're just talking about Harper's and Lady What's-Her-Fuck. That's Diana because I can't remember her name already. Um, <laughs> no idea. Right. Ramalia Haventree. Lady Ramalia Haventree, which I totally remembered this whole time. <laughs> um, and and you know, frankly, we don't we don't know what you're talking about. And you brought outside food into our establishment. Is, we're not is, happy about that. So we're gonna charge him per pistachio. So get to the point. Get, is he get sitting to on the a point. chair or is it like a booth situation? Like what he is sitting he is sitting on a chair. Like it's in a chair. Okay. Is yeah. there are there like other chairs next to him, in front of him? Like Yeah, I think he's sitting at like a four top. Like he just picked the okay, first okay. table that he had a good view of the door with. So like Arnold would sit like right next to him and like scooch the chair as close as he could to him and be like it's so creepy. I love it. Like, yeah, unco just, like uncomfortably close, Arnold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he, like the just chairs like, are touching. Yeah, like chairs are touching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's Mel like, is low-key hoping that he takes his voice just for funsies, just just the <laughs> villain arc of of Arnold. She's so annoyed that like she's trying to send him that message, even though she knows that he won't get it. She's just trying real hard to see if she got that power at some point because she's annoyed. Okay. okay. Um, but basically, so Arnold just says to him, "Is like, listen, for the past sixty seconds, all I've wanted in my entire life is to be a spy. This is the most interesting thing I've ever heard in my entire life, and by entire life, I mean last sixty seconds. Please, Mel size again. Tell, tell me more." about this do we get code names do we get uniforms do i get a mustache um also like are you called harpers would be a terrible idea for spies that's true what did you, you say jess i was just thinking because they're called harpers because they all play the harp because that sounds like that sounds like a shit they all play one harp but they all each play an individual tiny harp it's like everyone playing the same is it song just on a guitar. one giant <laughs> harp one really big harp or a bunch of right. tiny 
tiny little baby harp. I don't know uh, which one I want to be the I answer. I want a bunch of tiny both sound amazing. Harps. I want to go to bed. sound amazing. He says, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I, I must agree with uh with your scoundrel, Gareth, uh, the idea of uniforms for a sort of clandestine operation like this does sort of defeat the purpose. Um, however, I will tell you that uh, should your, uh, we should call it like a trial mission, go successfully, there is a pin that you get that officially signifies you as a member of our organization, albeit sort of a lower, sort of like entry-level associate. It sounds like an unpaid internship, and what does that's the shape just not, Wait, hold that's on. not is, what we're about. Is this a pyramid scheme? Is the trial mission getting other people to do trial missions? <laughs> we have news that an undercover Zent agent has infiltrated the city through the ports. We have an undercover operative in the port market uh, who is rumored to have seen this undercover agent and have information that can identify him in the eyes of the courts and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we would, uh, but, but, but we have not heard from this associate in some days. We're starting to get a little worried. Lady Haventree has asked that you go down and see if you can locate this, this Jason Iron Hooves and, and see what you can hear. Iron if you can gain if Jason Ironhurst is his name, I can give you the stall that he was working at at the market. He uh, he sent out communications through our underground network saying that he could identify the Zen agent, but that was the last we've heard of him. It's been uh, it's been uh, over twenty four hours. Why haven't you yeah, guys horse? just checked it out? Because Lady Romalia Haventree has said that. Low key, she doesn't like Jason all that much. And then maybe this would be a good sort of trial mission for you. And if you goof it, well, she didn't like Jason all that much. That's actually I actually respect that answer. Both yeah, no, if, if fruit I like that honesty there, and that's kind of like the same answer she would give to a question like that. So, like, if Floon went missing, I would definitely just get some four bozos off the street to go find him. <laughs> I don't say that out loud. I actually listen to you. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, so what do you say? Um, Mel kind of sighs again, and um, she's she's gonna say, L "Listen, I want to think about it. Can can this wait until after we've rested? It's been it's been a fucking day and a fucking night, and and we just saw the craziest opera ever. Yeah, it was it was a very strange show, uh, very lifelike. Um, so so." We hear your proposal. I'd like to talk about it with with my people here. With you, like not here. Please leave. So can I? Can like Arnold would be like, "All right, I'm in. Tell me everything there is to know, and and where I deliver the information once I find this guy, and we, I, I will do this. I got this." Arnold, um, I will shoot you. I think his eyes dart from Mel to Arnold, to Mel, to <laughs> Arnold, and then land on Arnold, and he says, "Um, uh." You can find me as a sort of uh, my my regular establishment is a tavern called the Yawning Portal. I'm not sure if you've heard of it here in in the city of Waterdeep. Sure. Uh, Competitor, didn't we start it, there? It, started I was going to say, isn't that the place with the troll in the middle? And I shot and killed that too. Yes, well remembered, everybody. Um, Except for Jess. Well, she yeah, wasn't no, playing um, with us, so like that's not fair. Yeah, but she wasn't watching her. You're not a huge fan of the show. No, 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 no. We do not shame people for not watching the show. That's not how we do it. Anyway, 
Um, he says, you can find me at the Yawning Portal. You can leave a, a word for Mert. Uh, that's that's me, of course. Is there a, a secret code, Mert? Do we have to say a specific word to get to you? Yeah, it's I am getting. I'm getting this sense that you would like me to invent a sort of secret code just so that you could... Listen, you if want... you're going to be a legitimate spy, I need to hear some legitimate spy stuff going on at this point. Do we come in from the ceiling? Yes. We come in, but we only there like, is a there is a secret. No, 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 no. We only come in from the ceiling if there's like bankers down below in case we biff it. <laughs> yeah. There is a secret entrance in the back. Now it's going to look like a kitchen entrance, but I assure you, it's secretly secret for spies only. Do we get Mom. snacks if we use that entrance? There is a kitchen. a provisional sort of pistachio arrangement. That if you deliver the information and you and you give the code word, not only are you going to get entrance to the well-pedigreed establishment of the Hoppers who fight for truth, order, and justice and save everybody from the clutches of chaos, but you will also get chicken nuggets. So Arnold oh is writing God. all of this down as it's happening. I was like, uh, from clutches, Be chicken nuggets. Chicken Do you have nuggets. anything vegan, though, because of, you know, my friends? And uh. Yes, we also, the, the, I believe the Yawning Portal serves a delightful vegan nuggets ja made out of real shredded, vegans. Shredded jackfruit tacos. Amazing. Okay, and what was that code word? Jackfruit. <laughs> jackfruit. I'm not going to lie, the truth, liberty, justice, whatever sounds like something he, that would be. Uh, he says uh, the code word is orchid. Okay, so I write it down. I'm just like, okay, and that was a maybe on the uniforms, as far as I was. I heard. No, that's a hard <laughs> no on the uniforms. Uniforms mean dead <laughs> spies. You got this. We're working through this. Uh, it's it's the yeah. thing that people wouldn't expect the least. You don't expect spies. Like yeah. if you see uniforms, yeah. you're like not spies. Tess Tess looks at Arnold and she's like, she's like, we'll we'll make our own uniform. Spy. Yeah. It just says spy. spy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says not spy. Not spies. They wear like nice. they wear ski masks. <laughs> or balaclava is like the spy from TF2. Or instead uh, of I like think... I'm with stupid, it's like I'm I'm with spy. <laughs> and they just point at each other, and you guys just walk yeah. next to each other the whole time. I like to imagine at some point like uh, Tess is walking next to a pedestrian, and it just says I'm with spy, and then the red guy gets like tackled by the. <laughs> uh, I think okay. Gareth turns to Mert and says, uh, "All right, Mert." I'll cut you a deal. If you leave our establishment for the night, I will promise that we will maybe, possibly, might not, maybe could go to your place later. I can confidently say I agree, but also pay for your water and the pistachios. He reaches in, he reaches into his pocket and fishes around for three bronze fucking quarter dragons or whatever they're called in the city. Um, as he's doing so, as he's paying for his beverage, um, Smithers leans down and whispers something in Mert's ear. Uh, and Mert turns and looks at the bar where all you can see is Floon's hands with dirty towels, sticky towels, sort of like spreading a, spreading a mix. Um, and you see his brow furrow for a second. And then he pulls three bronze dragons out of his pocket and puts them on the table and says, um, I do still believe it is a little extortionate to charge for water. Hey, you so, came here to we, us, so I also did clothes. not order this water. That gentleman just put it in front of me. Uh, speak of, excuse me, sir. Listen, listen. Our bartender Barry is a great man and has worked here for years. All right. 
I think, Garion, uh, you all notice Smithers' eyebrows quirk downward immediately. And he bends to the other side of Mert and, and whispers swiftly. Yeah, okay. Floon is definitely Arnold's really close. Can Arnold hear? Yeah, can I hear it? No, I'm He's right real close. Give me a oh shit, you are like I really ears close, are touching, you? basically. Really <laughs> Wait, also, perception check, Arnold. Arnold is Arnold just, just excited voice. to be involved? He's like, they're whispering, I'm in now. <laughs> yeah, he like doing spy shit. You got you gotta take away Smithers' voice so he can can't whisper anymore. <laughs> I mean, all he said was swiftly. Right. But um, I got 13. 13. I think because you are so close, um, you hear never ember. Uh, and Mert says, um, uh, excuse me, dear, dear sir. Yes. You over there by the, by the bar. Um, wh- what did you say your name was? His name is Barry and I'm the manager of the bar. If you have any questions, you can talk to me. Where, wh- where did you discover Barry? I'm, I'm not sorry, sure that's you any to, of your did business. Did you want to recruit us Class as five, or did you want to do background checks on my employees? Please go home. And also, you've yet to pay for the pistachios. Please the pay for them pistachios. immediately. Well, the pistachios what? weren't ours, but yes, if you they pay for pissing me off, Arnold gets mad because he's like, listen. another three things, whatever the fuck they're called, onto the they- table. There is no outside food, which means any food that's brought to the establishment comes from the establishment. You owe us for the pistachios and our pistachios. It's not that there's no outside food allowed. It's that there isn't any. We have all of it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What is your corkage fee on nuts? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Boy, if I throw in another bronze (laughs) dragon and leave and we'll call your tab paid. All right. He slaps another bronze dragon on the table and gets up. And leaves, but not before throwing one last look at the bar, where again, all you can see is Floon's hands. Does still moving. Still, still moving right, those towels. Go, around. Go Who doesn't have get, a crush let, on Let me know as soon as like the door Floon. is closed in this. Yeah, I think he and, and Smithers both. It. He and Smithers both walk out, and and they don't look back, and they sort of like make their way around a corner. All right, Gareth Link locks has- the door. Uh, Mel just like fucking wants to go to bed, but now she realizes we have to follow up on this whole. Clearly, there was something with Floon. Yeah, Floon. Are you wanted or something? You that's not going to get you fired. I'm wanted for like thirty-seven different things, but why? Uh, bro, I, I mean, wanted wanted by the taco shop for, for excessive taco eating. Ah. All right, so Arnold Arnold would step forward and go, guys. I I heard that I heard the spy whisper never ember. What if? Are, so I like I, he would look at Floon and be like, "Are you related to Rainier Never Ember? Are you his brother? Are you his brother? Definitely are you his dad? Name. Are you his dad? Are you, are you a Never Ember? You his disgraced father? <laughs> oh, do you know him? Let's just start there. Are you his bastard son? Be honest. Where where, where am I starting? Because there's like eight different sort of like entry points into this conversation. Let's start yeah. with let's start with why were Martin Smith are so interested in you. Did you have sex with one of them? Or both? Oh, what? Ooh, yeah. One question Whoa. at a time, please. Uh, okay. Uh, when they came in here, and I told them, bro, Gareth. I said, like, gang, well, like, we're closing soon. Like, you can't stay. And and the 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 sort of like the bigger one. Um, I didn't catch his name, but he said. 
that he was going to stay f- and wait for you. And I said, well, then you got to have, you got to order something. Cause like bro, Gareth doesn't fuck around with people who just sit around here and don't spend any money. And so he said, I'll have a water. And I was like, okay, well, you're still gonna have to pay for that too. And then he got grumpy as hell. But also that dude, that slender man motherfucker that was standing next to him, he kept looking at me strange and I, and they kept whispering about me and like, I don't understand why. Do I know them? No, I've never seen those two dudes before in my life. Do you know Rainier Never Ember? The fucking douchebag that you guys rescued from the sewers? Yeah, you told me about him. And yeah, like I've on. seen, you I've know seen him his poster. outside of that. I, no, I've never talked to him before. I've seen his I'm, poster. I've seen, I've heard of like the stuff that he does around town. But I'm just a just fucking chill bartender, bro. What I what I think might be going on is I'm, I think Rainier might be looking for Floon and have mm. hired Smithers and Mert. The real the question now is, but why fuck does Rainier want with Floon? Floon. I'm just a fucking dude, guys. Like I'm just chilling. Can hey, I tell if he's lying? a bartender. Uh, is there something I can roll to see if he's lying? Sure, Bessie. Roll an insight check. What are you tr- specifically lying about what? Because lying in general is a, is a broad term. Um, I want to know if he is lying about not knowing why they would be looking for him. Whatever question that was just asked. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And he, and gotcha. he was like, I don't know. I'm just a dude. And like, like yeah. I want to know if he's lying about <clears throat> that. Gotcha. Go for it. Roll it. All right, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna use the good dice this time. You Which said dice would those be? Insight. That's the labor Sargana dice. Bam. You said insight. Correct. I did. Hope I roll good because I got like no modifier. Oh hey hey nineteen hey. Whoa! Hey, if you use code crit stupid or fuck stupid yeah. twenty at checkout, you could get in that nineteen on insight too. True that. When you've got a plus zero modifier, hell yeah. Nineteen is quite good. So bestie, I will tell you that. He truly seems to not know why they're here looking for him. Like his, he's sort of like talking really quick and there's like splotches of like red color blooming up on his cheeks. Um, But he didn't seem to hesitate or look askance or um, fall into any of the pitfalls that like liars slide into when they're being intentional, deceitful or intentionally deceitful. He genuinely does not know why they were looking for him. But he says, um, but like, bro, Gareth, like I gotta tell, I think it was like that dude kept like, like low key looking at my hair and like, I, I, I got a fresh cut. And so like, maybe he's admiring the sick fade. The fade is pretty sick. It's good. Right. I had a goblin do it. Really? A goblin? I didn't know that. Yeah. Hair. No, bald. he stood on two stools to do it, but like, wow. Right. Could have just sat above down. T- above the table because I'm not sure if I'm remembering correctly. Um, is Neverember also a redhead? Were they were they both, both kidnapped in the beginning because there was a mistaken identity the, type deal? The very first mission you guys went on was to rescue Floon, who right. was kidnapped because he was mistaken for Rainier Neverember. So they, they look had, alike. They both have very uh, bright red hair. So that's what it is. Uh, that's and why. Okay. He was he was captured kidnapped by the Zantarim, right? He was. Wow. Garion, way to go. He was at first captured. Well, he was first captured by the Zentarim in the warehouse, but yes. then the Xanathar Guild crashed that kidnapping, killed the Zentarim, and then took uh Floon into the sewers, which is how you met Sylvie and the half orc Portobello and sort of like that that step. 
Okay, and right. now, so the Harpers, who they were looking, for, were they looking for a Xanathar or a Zentarim fella? The the Harpers have got information on an undercover Zentarim agent who has entered the city through the port or the harbor. Okay, and Zentarim is we haven't met them yet. Xanathar is with Sylphie and Tim and all that. Xanathar is Sophie and Tim. I think you have encountered a handful of Zentarim agents, but I'm not sure that you would know right off the dome that they work for the Zentarim. So, because what I'm willing to bet is I think that Mert and I'm not doing this in my character voice. I That's think fine. that Mert and Smithers are working for the, the Zentarim. They're trying to get us go, to go to a remote location as bait. Um, and they're looking for Floon because they know that he was the wrong guy that they kidnapped instead of Never Ember, which is why he said that to Mert. That's my working theory. Mel's theory isn't that involved, but she ha she is also low-key sus, and she is always worried that she's going to be the baddie. Um, so, so she's not super trusting that these Harpers are this great... Uh, beacon of neutrality just trying to keep justice for all she, she's she's naturally a little bit suspicious and and doesn't like it um mm, yeah the moment there's the word truth in your in yeah the, like truth justice the american way and, and, and like fuck Ooh, the american truth. way is horrible so yeah if i could interject briefly um just to give a little context i love your sort of like suspicions um i will tell you Diana specifically, um, you would have heard of the Harpers before, sort of in your rangings. The organization, as it stands, is known for being really, really upfront, genuinely tries to help and preserve order and decency. Like they okay. do food drives, they do clothes drives. The organization of the Harpers is good. However, there well, are, that makes her more sus. That there are numerous presenting... cases of people's pretending to be Harpers because right. they know that the actual organization is impeachable. So, right. So, so that's where uh, my suspicions would would go then, because I would realize that that's out of character for yeah. the true yeah. Harpers. Um, and and I would probably I would definitely share that with um with with the people here that um I don't I don't trust them. I'm somewhat familiar with the, the harpers and, and they don't get involved in, in well, stuff like this. They we wouldn't get them. involved. Do the harpers we, have like a headquarters we could go to? Can we like check the employee records? We could see they could even play the harp because then we would know. Um, I will tell you, Gareth, they don't necessarily have like a headquarters. However, Mert did talk several times about a patron, Lady Romalia Haventry, who is a yeah, public so figure was... in the city and probably pretty easy to track down. Looks like we're breaking into some royalty's house. I always forget which one Lady Romalia Havenfuck is. Always, we every know time. Yet, do we? You no, have you she's been yet. mentioned before, though, not. and I never remember under, in what context. No, I feel like I would have remembered because Haventry sounds like Tree from Elden Ring, and it makes me laugh whenever I hear it. See, this is the fun part where it's We've been... We've definitely encountered the name Yeah, before. no, we have. And you've made that joke before, which is fucking great for me. Um, yeah, so sounds like me. You have, Garion is right. You have not met Lady Romalia Haventree. Bestie is also right. You have heard the name before. In the House of Inspired Hands, Charlie the Head Priest said that Lady Romalia Haventree was one of several nobles who stepped up asking about the rogue Nimble Rite, who eventually ended up escaping and stealing the Stone of Galore and setting you on this sort of like adventure path. 
Before we make any concrete decisions as what to we do next, I have to pee. Okay, let's, let's, for let's, a pee break. let's hit a bathroom break and we'll, uh, we'll come back with decisions. Well, well, you fiends and rapscallions, you stuck in the mid-roll. Thank you. Hi, what's going on? My name is Alex. I'm your Dungeon Master, and you're listening to a D&D show that is also funny hopefully <laughs> thank you so much for sticking with us give me just a couple of minutes i'll get you right back to the show we are as always playing Waterdeep dragon heist and official dungeons and dragons module written by say it with me chris perkins scott fitzgerald gray kim mohan michelle carter love those dorks they did a great job and it's my fault that it's being ruined slowly episode by episode um if you or any of your buds you goblins your uh gangly little two-legged humans as opposed to the four-legged ones. would like to get into D&D. I recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all of the merch they have there for you. They've got hoodies. They've got pants. They've got sneakers that are Velcro and not tie, which is a very important detail. Everybody knows that D&D players cannot tie their shoes. Go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the cool shit they've got there. If you would like to end up as a character on our show, you can tweet us or hit us up on TikTok or uh, Instagram on our socials, at CritStupid. Let us know what you thought of the most recent episode. Uh, let us know if you think there's something we could be doing better. Let us know if you've got a good joke. We love a good joke. Knock knocks are our favorite. We don't know any, um, but, they're, but they're cool. So uh, hit us up, and you can end up as a character on the show. Get your name into that pile, and I'll, I'll see you in a future episode. We are, as always, doing that big YouTube subscription push, trying to get to that magical number of 1,000 subscribers, 10000. I hope that was enough zeros. I just kind of did that on the fly. We are, we've seen some great growth uh, lately. We're almost at to 400 subscribers, I think, as of recording this, um, which is incredible. Um, so if you are subscribed, thank you so much. And if you haven't yet, I would love it if you could. If you could recommend the show to a friend. Um, if you listen to us audio only, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, if you could leave us a rating or a review. All of those things help us get pushed up in the algorithm um, and help us get in front of new listeners who might like us, like you, fingers crossed. Um, so... I guess what I'm saying is thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for rating. And I'm I'm really glad you've stuck with us this far. That's it. All right. I love you. And you take it squeezy. Bye. What's going on, everybody? This is Alex and Diana here to bring you yet another sponsored message from Libris Arcana. Uh, these dice are incredible. And, and Diana and I were just discussing this, and we need to bring it to your attention. They offer a leg up that no other dice on the market can do. Diana, you want to talk to them about it? Yeah, so here's the thing. It's been mentioned on the show, but 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 I am half Asian and that means that I should be good at math. Stereotypically, I should be good at math. Unfortunately, it's my white half that takes over whenever there are numbers. And and math is hard. How does Libra's Arcana dice help? I know you're wondering that. Does it help me solve complex equations? No. But what it does do is make it so I can see the numbers. I was just doing a side-by-side -side comparison between the first dice that I ever had bought because I didn't know what I was doing um, compared with the Libra's Arcana dice. And the Libra's Arcana dice, in addition to just being fucking beautiful, I can read the numbers. And, and the older I get, the more I appreciate that. So so from a math perspective, at least I can see the problem now. At least I know what to add together. Uh, so so I, I highly recommend these these dice again. They're they're beautiful. They're they're very easy to to read if if your vision is is going like mine. Um, and it makes adding modifiers easier because now you can actually see what you rolled. Even if you're 
vision isn't going, even if you've got normal vision, nothing is harder than getting a set of really nicely made dice. And then the numbers are painted the same color scheme as the pattern beneath. So when you're rolling them, you have to like squint and pick up the dice to look at it. And it's generally speaking, it's not ideal. Libris Arcana dice, actually every one of these sets don't have that problem. All of the numbers are painted in the same theme as the the die is cast, but it's a brighter color that's easy to read right off the rip so that when you roll it, you don't have to squint, you don't have to pick it up. Uh, you can just see the number and go, which sounds like an understated thing that shouldn't matter as much as it does, but it really does matter quite a bit. Oh, so, it matters so much. And the fact that I can tell, you know, the difference between like a six and a nine. That's oh my a big God. Deal. That's, Huge. That's, I mean, if, if you're a veteran of, of role playing you probably have more experience than than even i do you know that that with some with some dice is it a six is it a nine nobody knows uh, uh libris arcana has has made it so much easier to to be able to see and and less interruptions to to gameplay if you would like to get your hands on these excellently painted dice sets, you can go to librisarcana.com. Use our exclusive discount code STUPID20 to get 20% off anything off the site from uh, handmade sets to resin sets to metal dice. They've even got book protectors for your Dungeons & Dragons books. I know if you're a DM and you're, you're moving from place to place, going from table to table, your books can get kind of beat up, but these leather... Uh, book covers solve that problem for you. So once again, that's librisarcana.com and use our exclusive discount code STUPID20 uh, for 20% off your total order. Libris Arcana, nicely painted dice. Be better at math. <laughs> about what had happened around the lady... Romalia Haven, fuck whatever. When Arnold yeah, and I got right. transported to that ship, yep. Did he not name drop her with the? It was like a bold move, and then the the captain made a comment. It's entirely possible that Dave Starsong did name drop Romalia Haven Tree. Although I I'm think be... Arnold did to, to just as a gamble, but then it kind of landed. I think I think Arnold did because he also yeah, I think Arnold dropped Lady Romalia Haventree's name, just, and then he saw some recognition it with Devil Star right. Song, so like there is so the name has, excuse me, I'm so just trying has, to find an excuse to get my boyfriend back in my life, Devil Star Song. Technically, I'm pretty sure he did give me his his number. He he gave me like a little parchment thing. I see. I remembered nothing, but I remembered that. That's, how the fuck? How right the fuck do you remember? Like, I yeah, can never was seven oh three two six. Hey, stop! Stop! Don't dox people on our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, Bessie. To your point, you you have means of getting in touch with Devil Star Song, and I do think he name dropped Romalia Haven, Haven Tree's name in some capacity. Okay. Um. So Arnold would be like. Can we? So I, we have all this information. I can I know we're all tired. Maybe we should go to bed and we'll figure it out in the morning. God, that's such a good idea. Uh, you meant in the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> in the fiction. Um, yeah, Floon says like, bro, like, yeah, totally. I gotta go home and uh, like feed my fish. So like, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. Uh, bro, Gareth, I wiped down the bar just like you taught me. Um, Sticky towel, dirty towel, uh, and then um, I, I set the keg lines, and uh, oh, and I wiped down all the glasses too. I'm proud of you, Floon, and we all know that you don't have a fish, and you're going to smoke weed. 
What, bro? That's crazy. Feed his, feed his fish. It's a, it's a fantasy strain. It's just called fish. It's just called fish. Yeah. You know, the there's dopest in water and then there's fish. fish. Yo, you heard this? I got that fish pack. <laughs> no. The snack that smiles back. Um, but yeah, so he he, uh, he throws his his towels down on the bar and um and leaves and wishes you all you know good night. So I'm happy to do a smash cut here into the next morning. Smash. Oh cut. no! Wait! 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 Oh um, no! Sorry. Wait, go ahead. Good. So when Arnold goes into the room, I want to look at those. Cut? Yeah, I want to look at those letters that I took. Look at the cards. The, the cards. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Look at the tarot cards. So I figured that's what I was thinking. We would all, all right. be in our rooms doing our look stuff. Look at our stuff. Yeah. Let's all separate to our rooms and look at our stuff. Um, let's do Arnold first because he spoke up first. Arnold, you grab the packet of letters that you grabbed from um, Arand Gralhan's desk. Yes. It is, if you remember, it's uh, a sealed. It's a closed envelope that is sealed with a blue, neon blue glowing glyph arcane lock around it. Right. Um. Okay. So do I, do I know, like, if I try to open it, does it open? No, it does not. No, it stays, okay. So, it stays pretty stubbornly closed. That's what I figured. Um. Do I know, like, how to read that glyph? Sorry, give me one second, Anthony. I got to get, I, we're, we're going back. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um yes. Uh as you futz with it, and I think being a sort of like spell casting person on your own right, uh, Arnold, you would know as you fiddle with the glyphs, um, you notice that there are 26 of them in a sort of like wheel pattern. Okay. Um, and as you sort of move with it, you get the feeling that this is a it's a um like cryptogram sort of thing or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say alphanumerical but then right, i was okay. like low-key convinced that wasn't actually a phrase and then <laughs> somebody would roast me like a bell pepper for it it's a phrase yeah. nice so it's, it's, okay so it's a, it's a oh, thing it I can kind idiot. of like figure out the letters to numbers situation i think what it's it's looking for a code word is what okay. you is what you get okay cool um, do I see like a hangman? Uh, like, are there? <laughs> yeah, <gashes>? yeah. You <laughs> see a hangman like silhouette gets stretched in. No, you don't see. Yeah, as soon that. as you put in the letter, you see a little head appear. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, I mean, I'd want to explore that. You know, can I look at it and see if I can figure out this code? Is there some? You know, is there something sure. actually, like I have to actively do to do that? I mean, I will tell you, there is one code word that opens this packet. Um. Yeah. I'm, there's a lot of words in the language, so I think that there's a limited amount of time we can devote to you just sort of like guessing words. Guessing um, words. Wait, what was the, is there... the name again? I bet it's Yala... first name, and it's a bunch of love letters. It's uh, Lady Yala Gralhan. I don't know how to spell that shit. Good luck. <laughs> like they have Arnold just yelling random words at <laughs> all day <laughs> long. Like every Expecto, like, Patronum! Yeah, he's just like, potato. potato. Triangle. Grasshopper. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> I have the little peeper bird also, and I'm wondering if that's related, but we're in different rooms. Um. Okay, well, I, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time because they have important things, but wh when we were in that room where I got the letters, would I have noticed, like, was there a picture of anyone was, on the desk? Was there was a picture. picture of someone, right? Was yeah. it a sticky note with a password on it? <laughs> there, there was something. Wasn't it was like it was, yeah, a, it was picture a picture of the two of like Lady Yala yeah, it was, and her it was husband Aaron when and they Yala. were like younger yeah, and when they were younger. That's what I thought. Um, oh. So, what was the name? What was the other person? Not that we Lady killed, Girl. or the one that died. 
Was it's the one I was trying to save. Oh, yeah, well, it was his husband. It was Aaron Growlhund, who also I'm pretty sure is who, the one who owns the letters, and the other one in the picture was Yala Growlhund. Yala Growlhund. So it was just those two. Was that that's all it was? Oh, I'm my I'm literally heartbroken for you guys because like first of all, I didn't expect anybody to remember this because it was like seven episodes ago. But you guys are you're. Oh my God! You got so close by your. There's another name. There was another name on the picture. There was another name. Yeah, on the that's picture. what I was. That was yeah. handwritten. I, know, I have no idea. I I remember it, when this but it's been like four months since that episode. Yeah. So, Man, it wasn't I have her to name. Go back and watch all the episodes now. No, no. I'll t- yeah, what our characters remember though? Because I mean, you know. yeah, it was I, only like a few days I ago. I honestly for our do feel like Arnold would remember because your memory is such. Yeah, I mean, you I, recreated the map and everything, and it wasn't that long ago. Like, like I can see me forgetting diana and mel but i do feel like yeah, Arnold gareth can't read have... so <laughs> let me ask the paper bird i'll tell you what um arnold you would remember because it wasn't that long ago maybe like a week at most your uh path through lady yala Gralhun's manse at the battle of the bards you remember the picture frame because Tess actually remarked on it um, and noticed it as a much younger uh, Arond and Yala Gralhund at a music event, both of them smiling, both of them carefree, with the inscription Arond and Alora 42. Alora, that's what it was. Okay. So I try, like, I would try Alora and see, you know, the way it was spelled and see if it was. As soon as you spell A L O R A, there is a click and the blue glyph evaporates like smoke into the air between your fingertips yes okay and so I, I would you know, I, it's so nudes yes. it's just nudes just it's nudes. just titties everywhere <laughs> no it's dick pics they're like yeah, no, dick pics that he saved for her oh yeah yeah, yeah it's dick pics yeah, because he can't they're send drawn. them to his phone so he had to, they're like oil they're like paintings of his dick that he would send via messenger p- pigeon <laughs> I like that they're um, oil paintings too yeah oh yeah he took time and effort into these <laughs> Every pube is meticulously detailed. (laughs) No, what you are looking at, Arnold, is a series of letters. Um, But they're not from Lady Alora Yala Gralhund to her husband. They are from Lady Alora Yala Gralhund to someone named Narl. N-A-R apostrophe L. That's an insane Um, name. That's definitely Gnarly like a goblin, name. right? That's a listen, goblin ass name. Listen, some of these names I've I use from I take from our community of like amazing listeners who've supported us thus far, and then sometimes I take them straight out of the book, and I'll give you a guess as to which one this one is. <laughs> Do we have a fan named Gnarl? No, <laughs> Gnarl, if you're out there, we love you. Thank you for watching. <laughs> it, is a, it is a gnarly name that you have, and we love oh, Gnarl's Barkley. Like that's stop, 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 stop. <laughs> that's what you see, Arnold. Um, these letters, as you, as you sort of like dig through them, um, dick pics from gnarl. They are dick pics from gnarl specifically detailing meetups. Um, you have times and locations written in these letters. And some of them are uh, from Yala's side. The ones that she writes are longer, more flowery, more, you know, the, the hand is very educated, very elegant. The ones that are just like you up. That's crazy. Yeah, Charles just sending you up. What are you doing? It's crazy that Yalos are sketch of a dick. It's crazy that Yalos are longer than Narls. That's embarrassing. Um, but you are also looking at meetup times and locations. And actually, uh, Arnold, as you look at it, you notice one location written more than once, several times, 
let me say that in a way that an actual human would phrase it. You'll notice one location mentioned several times in Narl's uh, letters. Hey, you find a good hotel to meet up, it makes sense to go there again. No one I mean, that, is that a, you're going to have an hotel? affair, make it classy. And <laughs> that, that is, that is A'll be back. Ah, okay. Holy shit. And you get on us for the puns. Listen, that was a community suggestion, and uh, also their, fuck you. Their com their rival tavern, ALB Beethoven. That was a really good. Joke. I'm the first time I ever use a laugh track in this show is going to be for that joke. Because <laughs> because of how funny it was. Yeah, because it was so funny that none of us laughed. All right, move on. I laughed. Here. I was clever. Yeah, yeah and Jess it. even said that was Bach, a really funny joke. Bach, yeah. Is this the Dolly thing? Did you not get it? No, I got hey, Alex. You didn't wow. get it. Yeah, everybody no pointed and laughed. All right, all right, all right, all right. You've um, been to the opera? That's what you see in your packet of letters, okay, cool. Arnold. We're going to so move to Tess, to Tess's room. Um sitting on your platform of fresh hay that I guess you bully floon into, into laying for you every night. Um, you look at your tarot card. She's also eating a, an enormous loaf of sourdough. Just, just nomming on it. Just She's raw starving. bread off the dough. She, yeah. She's raw Is dog she concerned about having a heart attack or. No, because she can smell the difference. She like actually has one big heart that's split into four compartments. <laughs> actually, that's every all heart. All hearts are split you mean into every four single heart. Yeah, I know what I'm talking it's about. It's literally every heart. Yeah, you've got the. It, never mind. Okay, continue. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I had to look it up. Sorry, Tess. Um, Tess, the card you're looking at is a uh, a figure of incredible weariness their faces drooping and haggard their hair is sort of like lank and hanging behind their ears spindly like strings of spaghetti uh and they're holding a huge pack a comically large pack on their back with like it looks like a backpacking bag but above it is Literally, like a table yeah. and chairs and pots and there's like a there's like a there's like a hanging sort of like pendulum that they've got up there and then there's a grandfather clock it almost looks like something out of like a roll doll novel but underneath it, it says the Eight of Travelers. Okay. Do I, does this mean anything? To, has she seen anything like this before? Literally never. Okay. I don't I think Tessa's just like, ah, oh, neat. She kind of just like <laughs> pokes it, Ooh. shakes it around, try to see it. She like throws it in the air. She doesn't does eat anything. it, does she? I sure hope. Well, she did there's... nibble it already when she first caught oh, it. Oh, that, yeah, that's true. Um, Do you also look at the paper bird, Tess? Okay. Yeah, she takes the bird out. Then she put, she like, kind of like, just like, she's like, hi, hello. Sorry for keeping uh, you in my pocket for a hundred episodes. How's yeah, the, the bird busts out of your pocket. You're like, bro, it stinks of hot dogs in there. What the fuck? First, it smells there... like vegan chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, but you notice that on its wings is sort of like arcane glyphs. Um, Tess, give me an arcana check, please. Um, let me figure out how to do that. It's one of your Arcana skills. It's actually the first one. And I roll a d20? Correct. Five. Plus two, there seven. Are, there are arcane glyphs written on this bird's wings, and they look super cool. They look <laughs> bad. Okay, great. 
happy for me. Um, I think Tess would just kind of try to hang out with the birds now because she's just like, hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to play? Do you want some bread? Do you want the bird? You know what? The bird has a bite of bread and the bread oh. disappears. Amazing. Uh, yeah. And then know. she's just Tess doesn't know what to do with the card. I think she just puts it in her pocket. OK, uh, for sure. And then she goes and she goes and sleeps with her bread and her bird. OK, uh, Garrett, you know in, in your cellar room um, behind the, the sanctity of the closed door that they had installed for you, um, you look at your tarot card, I think, pulling it out to, to glance at it in the in the ref- Do you have a light in your room, Gareth? Like, do you have like a lantern? Yeah, I remember. Get- right. It's dark upstairs. It's the middle of the night. So. Oh, yeah. Damn. Uh... It's a single romantic candle. Yeah, no, I have a single single Yankee candle, and the scent is um, uh, fresh laundry. Oh, damn, that's a a really really good one. All right, shit. All right, I was going to talk a bunch of shit about your romantic candle, but now that I know that it's a Yankee candle, not a sponsor brand, uh, fresh laundry scent. Yeah, hey, Yankee candle, get at us, bro. Could you imagine like critically stupid themed scents and they would all just be really gross? Yeah, okay, what is the like what shit. is the what is the first critically stupid themed scent that Yankee Candle makes for us? Uh shrimp French toast, obviously. Oh shit. Shrimp. Oh, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Um then cowpea, okay. of course. And then cowpea, yeah. And then cowpea. 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 I think it'd be real range cool of if they had a scent for titles. like all of us. <laughs> it's a whole line of piss. <laughs> A whole line of piss. There's the episode title, baby. All right, Gareth, you see a card. Um, it is a figure uh, in plate mail uh, sitting on a uh, a powerful uh, war destrier, big horse, also in armor. Um, the the uh, the knight has a sword in one hand and a shield in the other. Um, however, the emblem on its shield is three crosses. Or I'm sorry, three keys crossed on a field. Um, and actually, as you're looking at it, you notice that his armor is made entirely of keys. From the boots to the gloves to the gauntlets to the pauldrons to the chest. Do you want me to name more pieces of armor? Because I can't. Yeah, his, his card is so much better than mine. Oh, um, the the cod piece is made of keys. The helmet is made of keys. Um, every piece of this knight's uh, protection is made from keys, varying from ancient and rusty to new and modern looking. Um, but it says on the bottom, the knight of keys. What? No, it, I don't know what the fuck it says on the bottom. <laughs> it says on the bottom. <laughs> Okay. Um, can I? I don't have any way of detecting magic because I don't know any magic. So nah, I'll, I'll like, I'll like hold it up to the candle to see if there's like any invisible writing on the other side or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sets it on um, fire. Odds or evens, Gareth. <laughs> oh fuck! Give me, give me odds. It low key catches on fire a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, we're going to do a smash cut to the next morning uh, so that we can sort of like see what we're getting into uh, next episode. However, Mel, Diana, I don't think you sleep that well because Josh Uh-oh. Pat has nightmares. Oh, oh, 
he uh, he kicks and whines and barks and snarls in his sleep. Um, and I think you have to wake him up like several times. Um, Real talk, though, my actual dog does have nightmares. He doesn't really snarl, yeah. but he does the other stuff. And I have to I have to pet him until he calms down. Yeah, you so got to do that with Josh Pat. He never he never snaps at you. Um, he snaps in his sleep, but like when you wake him up, Aww. he recognizes that it's you, obviously. But um, yeah, Josh Pat has a real bad night. Oh, poor Josh Pat. You see some really fucked up shit. All right, smash cut, mm -hmm. smash cut. It's the next morning. Um, you guys are in the uh the tavern room at Troll Skull. Uh, Floon is there opening up shop for the early morning. You guys do a good business trade with like coffee and pastries and and books um what uh what do you guys want to get into next you've got a couple of different threads that you can follow can i ask a silly question since you just brought up josh pat having nightmares and i don't really know what they're from sometimes i remember that i have magic and i remember i have talked to animals could i talk to josh pat and figure out what he's having oh, nightmares about? stupid fucking face <laughs> That's clever. Look at that dumb motherfucker right there. <laughs> you give her powers that you forget about? <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, it was the paper bird that had nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you do have speak with animals as a spell, and goddammit, if Joshua Patrick isn't also an animal. So, yeah, yeah. I legally, I'm required to say yes. I yes. I think I would, if he had such a rough night, I think that I would try to figure out what's going on with, with my little baby. So I would definitely do the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is like when I remembered that I could detect the dead, like the dead. Dude, I was, was so amazing. mad at you for that, that moment. Great. I that whole episode went an entirely different way on paper and you fucked it up from oh, from happy. the jump. Um, I'm actually okay. real proud of that though. That was amazing. So I now need to find a voice for a young puppy. puppy. And it's a beloved character too, so you the cannot beloved fuck it character. Up. <laughs> yes, don't fuck it up. Shit. You know how I guess some, you, you know could how see, when they miss I guess you could see how characters. Josh Allen actually talks and like try to mimic it, but like I'm not going to do way. that because that is actually slander and how those lawsuits sort of go. Um okay, yes, That's yes. Slander, you cast you cast your spell and you uh turn to Josh Pat, what do you say? Um I would pet his little ears. Um, and I would say, you know how people talk to dogs with the voice. Um, just like, gotta do it. Just like, you gotta do it. Hey, Bessie, I, I gotta do it. Totally gotta, gotta do it. it. I'm just trying to think of how I talk to my dog when he's having a, a nightmare because he does. Um, I usually just pet him and be like, um, "What's going on, boy? Are you okay? I I can actually understand you now. Um, I'm worried about you. It's okay. What are you dreaming about?" And you're adorable, and I love you. Just wanted to add that on there. Mama, the Batman came for me out of the ocean water, and he smelled like salt, and he was really scary, and it made me cry. Do you, do you mean the, the Batman from when I was with you, or was there another Batman in the ocean? 
There have been a lot of bad men, but this one specifically came through the door in the air when we were standing in the corridor, and I barked at him because I thought that he was scary and that he didn't. Uh, he seemed like bad news, and then and then the cow. She also thought that it was bad news, and then she. I like her. She's she's cool, but also it was really scary. And then I dreamed of him all night. He kept coming for me. He kept chasing me, and I ran away from him. But he always got me, and he tasted like seawater, and I don't like it. He was chasing after you? Yeah, he kept running after me. Mel does not like that at all. Because now she's not 100% convinced this is just like a PTSD flashback. She's worried that it might be like... It's an FTSD flash forward. Future traumatic stress disorder. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but that's um, but that's what you but that's what you get, Bessie. Okay. Um, I would just try to to reassure him. Um, be like, listen, you're you're safe right now. If if you if you feel unsafe, you know that I would literally die for you. Um, and Tess would also literally die for you. We love you so much, baby. We 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 love you so much with with all the chambers of our hearts. So so you just tell me if there's a bad man. And I will kill him. Okay. Can we overhear this at all? Can the rest of are the rest of us here? Or do yes, you do the, the, re- the, re- the rest of you hear. <laughs> and, and then Mel being like, you tell me and I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you all hear uh uh Mel speak with animals, but you it devolves into into wolf speech, and none of you speak wolf speech. Tess, you well, maybe catch like no, shut up. Tess, you maybe <laughs> catch like one out of five words. You yeah. get like a rough gist of it, just because yeah, of yeah. your like sort of druidicism, um, but not not like the whole conversation. I think I would. Yeah, I think you'd Josh, catch the, the gist. I think I would ask Josh Pat like one more question. Now that I think about it, um, um, when when he gets you, are you able to hurt him at all, or do do you just wake up? What happens? No, he grabs me and then I wake up and I'm crying because it's scary. Okay. Okay, baby. Well, like I said, I'll literally die for you and I will kill for you. <laughs> Whatever the occasion calls for. <laughs> All right. What is uh what is the vibes of what you guys want to get on to next? So I kind of want to go check out Romeo Halligatree to see if uh Mert and Ernie actually uh work for the Harpers. Okay. Also, please don't gloss over Mert and Ernie. <laughs> no, that's really actually good. really good. That was good. Yep. I'm in on that, too. Is everybody that's... amenable to this? Yep. Amenable. Okay. Uh, Gareth, how do you go about... Is it amenable? That's what I thought, too. Is it amenable? Yeah. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. It's amenable. I don't speak English. Uh, Gareth, how would you go about trying to track down Lady Romalia Haventree's uh, location? Well, Gareth being a, a thief and general sleuther, I feel like could pry around for information, but I don't know if you want me to like roll to break into the aristocrat's house and read his mail or... Well, no, I I don't want to go that detailed, but I want to know what... Because obviously like a as public a... public figure? As a thief, you have many avenues available to you to find out where this person works or where they live yeah. or where they can so, be found. Okay. I want to know wh- where you go specifically. Where would Garrett look? They're like fantasy Google, fantasy LinkedIn, fantasy I'm going to fantasy kill myself like if I don't get this sentence out. 
Anyway, that was rude. That was outlandish <laughs> of me, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Gavin. I. <laughs> no, no, no. Carry right, on. So, so uh, Romeo is like a public figure, like well known, right? Romalia Haventree is a well known public figure, yes. Okay. Uh, it is already established that it's part of my character, but I don't remember names, and I hate to break it to you. I know her name is Romalia Haventry, but it's too late. Cool. So Romeo Halligtree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is a she is a well known public figure in the city. Okay, but her I assume her address and such are not public pu- public record. Her personal address, probably not. You could probably pinpoint it if you if you investigated hard enough to the region, to the neighborhood, perhaps, right. because all of those rich types tend to live together. I'll tell you what would be a matter of fairly easy public record is her office or where she did trade. That, that was gonna be that was gonna be my plan B was to find out where she works. Um, I don't necessarily think we should like go to her place of business and confront her about potential impersonators. Okay. So then I was thinking about just like waiting by her office or whatever, and then in a chill, not creepy way, following her home to see where she lives. <laughs> non creepy. Sure. Yeah. yeah like just cool, so chill. No normal, non creepy way. Yes, following a single lady home to see where she lives is not it's at all creepy. only creepy if she sees me. All right, all right, let's do a smash oh. cut. Let's do a smash cut to Gareth. Smash cut. Smash cut to Gareth uh, standing in front of a fountain in a busy town square. Um, it is market day. There are families uh, shopping for groceries. There are like little kitties and like wagons. Um, there are people pulling around dogs in wagons. Uh, and actually, Gareth, as you look, there's yes. Mel pulling around Josh Pat in a little wagon that she's rented because she thought it looked cute. And like low-key, it is. Um, oh, yeah. But more important, specifically... Important, real quick, important detail. Because Gareth's white hair stands out in a crowd, he's wearing a beanie. And because he's undercover, he's wearing a second bigger pair of sunglasses over his regular normal sunglasses. Okay, nice. you're wearing nice. your, your super secret clandestine sunglasses over your regular sunglasses, and you're wearing spy a uniform. Be- cool. yes. um, I would love to know what Arnold's spy uniform is, because I think he's also riding shotgun on this mission with you. Oh, yeah, no, no, I have the same glasses and the same beanie on. I just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw uh, him do it, and I was like, oh, I'm in. Wait, Gotta Tess has a spy costume. So Tess, she's, she's in cow mode, but uh-huh. she has moose antler on because she's like, I'm a moose. They're not gonna. They're not gonna think that it's a cow. It's a moose antler. Okay, so Gareth, you were standing in front of a fountain with, uh, with your best friend Arnold as backup, and then thirty feet behind you, standing in a pack of horses, horses, is uh, Tess as a moose with yes. antlers on, and she's covering your backs. Yeah. Okay, um, guys, here's the mission, and. I want you to take this very seriously and know that I love you both. You are going to stay here at the fountain. <laughs> no. <laughs> you okay, always so you do want, this. So you want me to cause a distraction at the fountain so you can go do your thing? Do, I, like, I do have my instruments. I can play music. It'll draw some attention to me. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't really want uh, Miss Helen Pree to get distracted. I want her to go home her normal route. 
Which she, she wouldn't be alarmed if a moose followed her home. That would I be would normal. Be. <laughs> I would Don't be worry. very alarmed if I was being trailed by a moose. You must not live in Canada. <laughs> I have never once heard of that. <laughs> Do you mean fantasy Canada? Because I have cousins yeah. up there. I've got cousins in fantasy a, Canada. That's where my girlfriend lives. She goes to a different school and she's in Canada. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't know her. She's real. <laughs> she's definitely not a moose. Well, is Garrett. Mel with us? No, Garrett. Uh, Mel is pulling Josh Pat around in a in a. Yeah, Mel's not. Oh, that's right. That's right. Listen, that. Josh Pat had nightmares last night. He gets a day yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's not gonna disguise herself. This is like that thing again where y'all stood at a door for a thousand fucking years and then I just walked in. Like... I'm going to be so honest. I feel like if this was a one man follower home, it would be so quick and easy, but I don't think that's going to have this is going to have this play out. I fucked that sentence up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was literal gibberish. <laughs> okay, right. Gareth, let's do this. You know that Romalia Haventree's um, offices are located in in that building on the far end of the square um, with all of the, the sort of like fancy trade offices. Um, you also know from a, from a street source that um, she comes out around midday uh, to go to her to, to take a carriage home for lunch because she likes to eat at home. That's crazy, Boozy. So weird. Holy Wait, what if I become the horse pulling the carriage? That, that been... is actually a pretty good idea. That would have been smart. Can we do that? I'll take off my moose antler. I have I have just one, by the way. Like just, the, you just got the, the one moose antler? One. Oh, oh, like like the Grinch, the, the dog. Yeah, like Max, <laughs> just, Max, just one weird thing. Wait, guys, yeah, guys yeah. I, have a, I have an idea that I want, I want to float past the... Actually, no, that's boring. I don't want to talk to her by myself. I just want to find out where she lives, and then we can all talk to her. Okay, carry there on. Go. There we go. I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, so, Tess, tell me how you are going to... Um, so there are a pack, there's a pack of horses here. And then there's like a bunch of like carriages sort of like loose. Some of the carriages are already hooked up to teams of horses. How do you discern which carriage belongs to Romalia Haventree? And how do you replace yourself into the team of horses pulling her? I think I would do it by smell. I think I'd sniff around and be like, this smells like a rich, important white lady, which uh, smells oh, like narrow it down. That's true. Yeah, no, everything around here reeks of rich, important white lady. Um, okay, does she have like a like a logo, like an emblem of some kind? Like on I imagine she's if she's like all aristocratic, I feel like they have like their little it's crests be a big on tree, shit. Right? I no feel like she, I feel like she does, but I don't know that you would know it, Tess. Mm-hmm. Gareth might know it vaguely like if he pulled it up in his like in his streetwise research but i don't I know think, that like, especially because i've been actively researching her i might yeah so if gareth yeah. if you want to step in and like help out here yeah because if she's still in the office i'm i'm pretty comfortable with uh uh being you know being out and about so i'll i'll kind of help identify any brands or markings or logos of sorts okay um there are Three carriages that are hooked up um, to two teams. Uh, one of them has a pair of interlocked uh, gold rings on a field of flowers. Um, another one has a pair of honey badgers that are tied together at the tail, sort of like a rat king. Um, and then the third one has a grand tree on it's a setting sun. It's definitely the third one. It's, the, it's a haven tree. 
Okay. Yeah, for that the one. honey badger sounds way more fun. Yeah, that sounds great. I want to know more. Side quest. Plans. We're going to make a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tess, how do you replace, how do you get yourself into the team of horses already tied to the front of this carriage? I will say that they are, that the carriage itself for now is unguarded. There is no driver. It's unguarded. How many horses pull a carriage? Two. Two. Okay. You, you gotta um, go up to one of the horses and be like, yo, shift's over. I was literally gonna say, like, hey, go take uh yeah, you're on a break actually. Go, go take five. <laughs> okay. Actually, HR wants to meet with you. I don't know what you got yourself. Horse into, resources. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? <laughs>